Hey, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Give Me Back My Horror Movies, the podcast. Uh, got a special episode for us today. We have a first, I guess it's going to be the first of the year, is our interview. Uh, so we're going to try and sprinkle in interviews throughout the year. It seems like we're getting a pretty good run of people that want to actually talk to us. Um, and so we're going to see how this turns out. Maybe after the next two, everyone else will cancel for some reason. But uh, I'm your host, Charlie. With me, as always, is Nate. Say hello to the people, Nate. Hello there. There he is, back with the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. And we are joined tonight with a special guest. Uh, how, how would you describe your job, Derek? Just special uh, effects? Special effects makeup, yeah. I mean, typically I just tell people I get paid to play with fake blood. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. So we are joined with Derek Worley. He is a special effects artist, mostly for independent movies or when yeah. they call you, you go and uh, yeah, freelance. That I get the call, I show up, I do my thing, and I go home and uh, yeah, squirt blood all over everyone. Squirt blood and... everywhere. I travel. I see the world, and I make people bleed. One of the great things about following Derek on Instagram, he's never covered in blood. Yeah, Somehow, so this clean, man, man stays very clean while making the blood spray. It's true. I do. Um, it's funny you mention that because people bring that up a lot, actually. They're like, we always see pictures of you with people who are covered in blood or you in scenery with lots of blood. You never have blood on you. How do you pull that off? And it's real easy. You're going to laugh. But God's honest truth, I hate getting the blood on me and having to <laughs> deal with cleaning it up. I hate having blood on my hands. So it's like I wear gloves. I sometimes wear an apron or I'll wear a poncho and stuff just so I don't get all messy because it's like, I feel like if I get messy, it's harder for me to jump from like one effect to the next without like having to take the time to clean myself off and wipe my arms down and stuff like that. So I yeah. just try to wear, you know, things that are disposable so I can just quickly, you know, off with the poncho, off with the gloves, onto the next thing because everything moves so quickly that it's like, I don't have time to sit here and wipe myself down. Plus it just, that sounds weird. So I guess out of context, I'm sorry, but, um, <laughs> We you already know, established isolate, your special effects. Yeah, you're so fine. It, you're fine. You know, but no, it's uh, it gets it gets pretty crazy on set, and every once in a while, I'll get a little messy, especially if I run out of gloves, because that does happen. Um, but yeah, it's I, it is a rare occasion that I get that I get bloody. Well, <laughs> I gotta you know, say, I'm a little disappointed that that was actually a real answer, and you didn't just quote Mel Brooks from Dracula Dead and Loving It, and just saying, <laughs> eh, location, location, location. <laughs> oh yeah, see, missed opportunity there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I like that he had an answer for it because I, I'm sitting here going, you know what? Yeah, I don't want that little bit of blood mixed into my mucus scene. That's very that's the very next thing, or I don't need yeah, red you slime. Know, honestly, like you know, if if I have to do, let's say I just did a scene with a huge slit throat and there's blood everywhere. I'm covered in blood. It's all over my arms and hands and stuff. And then I have to do something more small, subtle, and delicate. If I get blood on that person's wardrobe or on that person, that's a big deal because that ruins the continuity. And people are like, wait, what's this? You know, and it's yep. uh, Derek messed up. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 Derek, Derek messed it up. So it's uh, it's more of a uh, it, almost like working at a restaurant, like cross contamination. You know, I try not yeah. to cross contaminate things uh, when possible, especially when I'm working with uh, with the makeups, removers and all this kind of stuff. You know, it, it's super easy to make a mistake in 
in a lot of times in ways you don't want to. So any way I can avoid that. Plus, I don't know. Sometimes this stuff is a nightmare to get off, depending on I what it is. I figure also the drive home. Like, say you're driving home from Virginia up back up to Ohio. And you look like Nicolas Cage from Mandy, just covered in blood. And if you happen to get pulled over, like, no, wait, I can explain. Don't check all the totes in the back of the car. It's funny you say (laughs) that. All those limbs are (laughs) fake. It's funny you say that because when I had my last car, so my current car is a hatchback and you can like see in the back. So, you know, you'll see the crates and things like that. Well, the car I had before this was a sedan and uh, I had bloody rags bloody machetes and like all the body parts and stuff in the back of my car and i forgot they were back there because sometimes when i come back from a shoot i don't unload my car immediately sometimes i like i get the expensive and like um i get the expensive stuff out or the stuff that could be affected by like temperatures out yeah yeah and sometimes there's just goofy shit that i live back there you know so i go into valvoline to get an oil change and I'm like, okay. And, and they're like, well, hey, your one uh, license plate lights out. Do you want us to change that? They're like, it's it's like 10 bucks. I'm like, sure, whatever. And then I'm like, oh. And so they pop <laughs> oh, no. the trunk and they're like, uh. And I was like, I can explain this. And they're just like, what is going on? I mean, they laughed because, I mean, they probably thought it was a joke. But it's just like, nah, man, I do movies. So now every time I go in, they ask me, they're like, oh, have you done any movies recently? And I get to talk to him about it. But like that one time, the, the, the lady who popped the trunk, she was just like, uh, um, you guys want to come here and take a look at this? Because uh, this is not good. Meanwhile, the serial killer that's in the next bay over is just like, whoo, oh, man, all I got to do is say it. I'm a movie yeah, guy. Cool. <laughs> See, I would just keep doing it every time i go for an oil change i'd have a different head in the back of the trunk you know because now they're expecting it so now it's like this is like free pu- publicity for them oh it totally and you just is. you know put put a different head in there and they'll post it on their like you know a quick lube instagram or whatever oh for sure i think it's a great promotional opportunity missed there Derek. so one of one of the coolest things I ever did because and it's probably been my most reacted to story on instagram is I had a severed head from a movie and I got to keep it. It's full silicone. Like the thing looks amazing and it's in, it put it inside my mini fridge. Right. And I made a mm-hmm. little video that I'm like, man, I'm thirsty. I pop it open and then I just grab a water bottle and then close it. But there's like this bloody severed head sitting on like right next to the water. <laughs> and people thought that was hilarious. Everyone enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, that gives me uh, flashbacks to split second when he opens up the refrigerator and the heart of his yes. girlfriend sitting in there <laughs> yeah and that's kind of what gave me the idea i'm like oh this could be a lot of fun you know and i went up and did a movie in connecticut uh back in like september october of last year and on the way up i had this like charred corpse and it looked like um just like it, it was a skeleton but i had like this leathery burnt holy nasty skin all over it and it was just like a rotted burnt corpse that was sitting in the back of my vehicle. I'm like, dude, if I get pulled over, this is going to look so suspicious. And like, when I got to the hotel, I went to the cleaning lady. I was like, Hey, just so you know, I'm part of the film crew. I'm the FX guy. And, uh, there's like body parts and stuff in my room. So like try to ignore that. Maybe like, it's not a big deal. And our ward, uh, the girl was doing wardrobe. Her name was Jolene. I heard her laughing in a room a couple doors down. It's like, clearly she heard me. 
uh-huh. then she posted about it on Twitter later, and it was just it was it was really funny. Once again, there is a serial killer that is checking in, two guests down, going, "Oh, yeah, it's yeah." Like but all they, I, all all I can think about though is I would have the body like seat belted next to me in the car. Well, if it was that's more exactly what I, I would do. Gonna do that, but I had so much stuff that it just had to lay. But I did lay it in the bed next to me, and it was just like laying there, all burnt and stuff. And so whenever someone from the crew or the cast would come by my room to do like a makeup test or like when the producers came down, there's just this like dead body laying in the bed and I had like the covers pulled <laughs> up and I put a hat on it and stuff. And it was, I dig it. It was really I funny. dig it, man. I mean, you got to cuddle with whatever you can. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It, it is lonely sometimes. And it's lonely on the road. And uh, sometimes it's a little chilly cuddling a corpse, but at least it's something. That's all right, man. It, that's all right. Well, we've kind of like jumped right into this. So uh, let's... uh. <laughs> Pump the brakes and explain no. why Derek is on the show. We don't, there's no brake pumping here, but no, let's uh, let's just let him know why he is here. You are involved with a, a movie that's, uh, I guess it's still under funding or you know in, in the middle of being funded right now, right? On Indiegogo? That is correct. Yeah, uh, we are currently funding on Indiegogo. Um, and it's called Late yeah. Checkout. So we yeah, need to called, tell the people a, the name yeah, of the movie. It's called Late Checkout. Uh, we are we're funding on Indiegogo. We have, I think, right at or just under twenty days left on our campaign. We are a hundred and twenty four or hundred twenty three percent funded currently. So we met our goal. We're over, and now we have like stretch goals that we're starting right. to hit. Um, with yeah. some bonus there's a new content. stretch goal that's really sweet. Where for three hundred dollars you can get slayed in the film, which means you can get covered in blood by Derek. Yes, and and we we call that one the uh, die by Derek's hand perk, um, just because you get to show it. up and then I I kill you in the movie. It's it's a good time. I've done so many on screen death perks across so many different movies, and they're they're always a ton of fun because you get to meet people who have been involved with or donated to so many different projects, and it kind of makes you realize um, the indie scene. And how many people have donated to like, you know, you'll meet someone's like, oh, I donated to this. And it's like, wow, I worked on all those. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, some will get into a little bit more later, but just that that community of, of you know, the scene. But it's it's right. it's a lot of fun. And uh, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, you get to come down, hang out on set for a day. Uh, obviously, you're in the movie. You get covered in blood, prosthetics and the whole nine yards. It, it's always a good time. Always. No, oh, it sounds like it. And in case we have people that maybe don't really understand what the Indiegogo thing is, it is like another option from like GoFundMe's or mm-hmm. Patreons. I've, I've supported some Indiegogo projects. I'm actually part of the, uh, in search of tomorrow, which is the documentary series that go through like all the sci-fi movies. They've done the horror ones. They've yeah. done the action. Um, and then I've actually backed, uh, some independent comic book artists, that have just mm-hmm. gone and done their own projects. And what I love about it is all of the little perks and tiers that you can do. Um, so like the stretch goals is, Hey, we hit, if we hit this goal, we're going to add some extra things. So it's not like, it's mm-hmm. just like we're making a bunch more money. You're going to get more stuff, the more people promote it. So we're going to put links for all that stuff uh, in the, uh, in the group. Uh, we'll have links on our Instagram and, you know, we'll have everything to help promote this movie out there for everybody 
so yeah so it's going to be an independent movie called late checkout uh there is a i'm going to call it a stinger trailer it's a mm -hmm. little trailer that you guys have done and put out uh we got to see it we normally play trailers here but no real voice audio just music and stuff like that so again we'll share it in all our social media so everybody can mm -hmm. see it but uh won't you tell us a little bit about that stinger trailer won't you uh yeah, you, so you were on our, that quite our, a bit yeah yeah no we've been sharing i mean absolutely sharing the crap out of it and i i think people have really enjoyed it and we've gotten a lot of compliments uh the idea was we wanted to have like you know a teaser or a stinger trailer to put out there so people could kind of get an idea of what we were shooting for as far as like the lighting um you know the the sets uh, what the killer is going to look like, uh, the gore. some of the cast and, um, and some of the kills and gore. And we just wanted to be like, here's what you can expect from our film here. Here's kind of the, the look and the idea of what you're going to get. Um, and then we, we dropped that about a month before the campaign went live just to kind of build up the hype. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of went hand in hand with our Indiegogo campaign. Um, so, you know, I feel like having something like that, you know, because when, when you have an Indiegogo campaign go live, it's like you can give a description, you can talk about it all day long. But I feel like unless you have something visually for people to look at, you know, a lot of the times people aren't going to know what the final product's going to look like until it's done and, it, right. and they've already put money towards it. So it's like I feel like people are more apt to put money towards something if they can see like, okay this is what I'm going to be putting my money towards. And I think if they have an idea or something visual to go off of that, you know, I, I think it, it makes them gets people more excited about it. And I think it, it gives something to share other than just like, Oh, look at our campaigns. Like, no, look at what we're capable of. This right. is what you're going to get. So, and there's definitely quite a bit of perks for it, whether it be a pin that has like the killer's, uh, welder mask or just a digital copy of the movie you can get signed autographs there's a lot of cool shit in this yeah no, yeah there, and there's i mean a ton of like awesome stuff I saw. there's yeah. been yeah. a lot of communication which is what i like like mm -hmm. it isn't like you know i funded stuff on kickstarter in the past and like no communication it's like well hell did you just take like 20 bucks for me and like run yeah like and, but no like you guys are being like completely dead serious on what you're doing mm -hmm. and with Lake Checkout, you guys are describing this as a homage to the 2000s horror, which yeah. is very interesting because most people go for the 80s. And when you guys like I've already shared the poster in the group, but it does have like this nice, cool pink and purple overtones mm -hmm. with blood splatter and this cheesy ass like smile that's on the welder mask that I love. Um, But with all that said, like when they approached you like, Hey, this is going to be early two thousands. What was your first reaction then? I thought it was interesting. Uh, when Josh originally approached me, cause it, it, it's funny. Josh had approached me in late 2020, early 2021 originally to do a movie. He was working on called Hacksaw slumber party. That was more of an eighties throwback. And then that kind of evolved into what this movie was called, which originally was Sawzall. But then, like, <laughs> nice. you can't call it that because that's a trademarked name. And it's like, okay, it is. Sued if we do that. Uh, but originally, reciprocating Sawzall, saw doesn't have the same kind it of. It doesn't. It doesn't really roll off the tongue. 
It totally doesn't, you know? So it's like, I read the script and at that point, uh, this was in, I want to say the fall of 2021, uh, early fall, I read it and I was like, yeah, I'm down for this. Uh, you know, just let me know when you get the full script done. Cause at that point it was just like a short, like 50 page breakdown, just generalized here's what yeah. we're going for. And he's like, I'm obviously going to fill it out, but he's like, this is the straightforward Here's story. our beats. Yeah. And so I, you know, I read it and he's like, I want to go for a late nineties, early two thousands. Cause he's like, most people I know talk about movies like, you know, house on haunted Hill, uh, Valentine, urban legend, um, ghost ship, 13 ghosts, house of wax. And like all these movies that are like, super underrated in a lot of senses because i went back and rewatched house of wax recently like this movie is actually a lot of fun like i i enjoy it you know the paris hilton kill alone is makes that worth that movie absolutely i mean yes when when the wax is coming off and it's like peeling off chunks of skin the fingers getting cut there's so many cool scenes but like the set design the effects i mean everything about it was like so special and and i've even joked around with people before but it's like, it's kind of legit. Early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000 horror movies, a lot of them remind me of like giallo films, like old Italian, because it's like yeah, the the masks, the lighting, the killers having like leather gloves. It's always like a whodunit. There's always a twist. And it's just like, dude, that's totally what this is. And as I was reading this script and he was kind of telling me visually what he wanted out of it, I'm just like, okay, I, I'm super down for this because doing throwback 80s movies i feel like is very passe like everybody's done it and everybody is doing it oh, and right yeah. now i see a lot of people trying to do like 90s style horror making it more drama oriented which again i'm super down for but nobody's trying to go back to like the movies that were coming out when like nate and i were like kids you know growing yeah. up and it's like nobody's trying to do that but it's like all these movies had six soundtracks i mean listen to the soundtrack of uh Bright of Chucky, man. There's like Slayer, Cold Chamber, and Judas yep. Priest, and Bruce oh, Dickinson. It's like going to bring so that up good. because, yeah. like, you've got uh, like the Alone in the Dark soundtrack. Yeah, the Freddy versus Jason soundtrack. To me, like the early two thousands, that's like the MTV era, I guess you could say, of horror because it's it's very attractive. People are in all these movies. Um, it does have that soundtrack. It does have this certain style to it that I know some people are like, oh, it's just watered down horror, but it definitely like now that we're 20 years later, like it has a reason that's there, you know, it, it has yeah. an impact. Uh, you mentioned well, urban legends. Like that's a great movie. Um, it is. the Texas chainsaw massacre remake came out around this time. Uh, Jason X, like there's just some interesting ones. Hatchet wrong turn. Yeah. You know? And I feel like a lot of those movies, you know, again, like growing up, Wrong Turn and The Descent were like two of my favorites because The Descent oh. freaked me out so bad. But it's like, oh, yeah, it's so good, you know, and I, I tell people all the time that it's easy to make fun of the early 2000s horror movies. But as you go back and rewatch them, dude, some of them are super, super graphic and like very gory. And do you always see the kills on screen? Not always. But it's always like you see the aftermath and it's like a total bloodbath, you know, and it's just like, man, I don't feel like all those movies get the, you know, get what they deserve as far as like respect and uh, notoriety. Right. And I think that's starting to happen more right now because I feel like people in their mid 20s are starting to get the age where they're being more vocal about, you know what, I love this movie and it's not even a guilty pleasure because it's an awesome movie, you know, and and I think 
the idea of doing this stinger was if we're going to do an early 2000s style horror film, it like Nate said, you know, it's the MTV era. It's like, why not do a, tr a stinger that's almost like a music video? And so our cinematographer, Jaron Lewis, um, who I worked with previously on the film uh, They See You, predominantly does music videos. He did some stuff with Chris Jericho. Uh, he's done some stuff with Corey Taylor and all that. So it's like, that's kind of his bread and butter. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of went with that style. And we even have Rocky Gray, who's the uh, ex-drummer of Evanescence, doing the soundtrack for us. So it's like, oh, nice. who better to do the soundtrack <laughs> than someone who was like doing music at that time for The person yeah. that would have been a part of that early 2000 King. Like, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, Jeez. it's kind of kick my table there. But yeah, I mean, getting people who were involved at that time, you know, and um, even like our cast, Sorry, I was eating a gummy bear. Um, <laughs> even some of our cast, like some of these guys have been in like, you know, horror films from like the early 2010s, even up until now. Some of them being on, you know, films way before. But it's like we have a very attractive group of people in this film. You know, everybody is, you know, very, very good looking group of people, very talented group of people. And they they all look based on like the clothing choices we're making uh the hairstyles the way people were going to wear their hair and it's just like it, it just fits the vibe so much because you know they're in every 2000s horror movie there's always like the like the goth couple covered in tattoos and stuff like that. and well, we yeah. have that we totally yeah, that's what have, we have that you know yeah. and it's like that's know, part of it i mean yeah you know we have people with like you know dyed hair and stuff like that and then you know it's like it's a couple's retreat at a cabin in the woods. And it's like, dude, this is just like, it just oozes that MTV era 2000s horror. Like, I, w watch pretty people die. <laughs> I can almost guarantee there's someone wearing like low-rise low jeans, you know? That was also famous in the early 2000s was yes, their butt were. crack is going <laughs> to hang out any moment. Yeah, that was Jessica Beale. Not that was exactly. her whole yeah, the entire two thousand. You know what? If we if we can find some for someone to wear, I'm I'm gonna fully support. Go that. for it. And I, it's I hate because when when you do a lot of independent films like this, we usually don't have a wardrobe person involved. So it's like a lot of these people kind of bring their own wardrobe, or they're given like X amount of dollars to go buy specific clothes for their character to wear. Yeah. So it's like we're kind of having fun. We there was a whole day where we kind of goofed around, coming up with backstories for the characters and for the and for all these people and like talking about oh I'm gonna wear this and this is what I'm gonna wear and people are making jokes about like wearing jinkos and stuff like that. And I'm like someone has to now. It has to be a thing. Yeah. Why we put the killer in jinkos with the uh, mask? <laughs> no, be no, because that's. That's going to kill the mask vibe for me because the mask is what really sells me on this movie because well, and I actually, and I, I talked to Josh about it. We were actually on set and I have a pair of leather gloves that are worth my leather jacket and they got a zipper on them and stuff. And they look like killer gloves from an Argento film. And I'm like, dude, I should buy another pair of these and have the killer wear. And he's like, actually, I kind of like that. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, there you go. You gotta <laughs> do that. But the killer, the killer's style is very sleek. Uh, black jeans, black boots, uh, black hoodie, black leather gloves, 
Uh, sounds like I'm reading off the lyrics to Cop Killer by Body Count right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Much but love to Body Count, totally though. Vibe, you know, it's, uh, it is. But, um, but as far as just, you know, the, the, the cast and stuff like that, you know, uh, I'm very excited to see, you know, the wardrobe choices and things like that. So it, I think I think we're having a lot of fun talking about it. But until people start getting it and we actually see it coming to life, it's like that's when it's like, oh, man, we're, we're totally yeah. doing this right now. I just like how Derek's trying to get that extra byline in the credits as costume design, though. You know, yeah. not just SFX, but it's also going to have Derek in costuming. Dude, and, all the, uh, and I've had <laughs> so many credits over the years. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a movie where I have, like, an animal wrangler just because I, I had to deal with animals. But it's like, I mean, I've been an armorist. I've been special effects. I've been producer, uh, props designer, uh, set decorator art department i've had so many credits over the years it, it's hard to even keep track sometimes but that's awesome. hey wardrobe would be cool see that's i'm just add, yeah. adding another tick to the box man get Why that not? imdb list even longer brother that's all it is man add it to it's the, yeah <laughs> the resume Absolutely out of control but yeah no super excited about it it's uh every time we get closer we get a little bit more money and every time we talk in the group chat and uh, people kind of uh, bring up different things. I mean, it just until you're involved with it and you, you know, you are involved with a project A from like when the script is conceived all the way up to the movie's release, uh, the excitement of leading up to the shoot during the, the crowdfunding campaign. And, you know, when you finally hit your goal, how exciting that is and knowing that, hey, every dime we make from here is just going to make the movie that much better. And that's right. why I tell people like, yeah, we've hit our goal and that's amazing. But it's like every dime we earn from that point forward is just extra that's going to go into making it as amazing as it can be. So it's um, it's exciting to know that we've hit it and we're going over. And um, our first big landmark we're trying to hit is twenty five thousand. We're sitting at just under twenty three. But when yeah, we I saw that 20, today. Yeah. 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 When we hit twenty five, we're going to announce a, uh, a new cast member. Uh, as part of the film, and and she is another industry name. Uh, I can't say anything right now, but I do no, know no, who it is. Don't let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but she is someone I've worked with before, and she she's super super awesome. So hopefully we hit that, so we can get her involved as well. And like well, you guys hit the goal really quickly too. It was like yes, four days. I think. In, in our first, which week, was awesome. Yeah, and it's what's crazy is we we and so Josh was texting me. And it was a couple days before the campaign went live because it went live Friday the 7th of January. And he's like, so we have Felissa Rose. And we knew we had Felissa Rose for like weeks at this point. Yeah. And um, he's like, you know, should we announce her now? Should we wait? I said, tell you what, drop the poster two days before. And I said, the day we drop the campaign, announce her as part of it. So it, we, we announced Felissa Rose. The at noon, right when we dropped the campaign, and in the first two hours, we hit five thousand dollars, which is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. that weekend, we hit I think we hit 10 the first weekend. Uh, by Tuesday, we were at like 13 or 14, and then by the following day, we, we had hit our goal. Uh, it's hard to believe we're on January 26th, so it's been almost 20 days. And uh, we, I mean, we've basically averaged a thousand dollars a day at this point. That's um, amazing. That that's really awesome. is. I mean, it really is, you know, and I tell people all the time, you know, different projects bring different amounts of money and they all raise money in different speeds, you know, 
And oh, yeah. with this being Josh's second film, uh, I think it's pretty impressive that it's blown up the way it has. Um, it's, but, you know, he, he has made an incredible trailer with Jaren. Um, his marketing, the way he puts the stuff out there is genius. Uh, we have an incredible crew. We have an, I mean, an all-star cast. And it's just like, how how could someone look at this and not be like, man, I'll at least throw 10 or $20 at this just to get a copy of it to see what it's like, you know, knowing that that money yeah. is directly going towards making it happen. Like that money is literally going in my pocket to put towards buying fake blood, you know? More so blood. More yes, blood. It's literally more, more. Blood. Yeah. <laughs> that and, should and be a tier. Uh, Can we get that week. as a tier? Let's talk to Josh. Like, Josh, we need the more blood tier. Yeah. Every, blood however tier, much yes. goes to there, that means Derek gets more blood. I, I, I want to go ahead and put that out there. Josh, you're listening. Yes. Josh, we you want the more this. blood tier. Text him and be like, hey, we uh, we got an idea here. Um, more blood tier. But and Absolutely. One of the things is Derek has already kind of given us the insight last week that, you know, sometimes a movie will only use like half a cup of blood for a scene and they really make it work. No, no, no. The more blood tier is going to use five gallons all on screen. Our one goal take. is five gallons. Five yes, gallons I of blood. use at least five gallons of blood in this. And a lot like, of people are like, hey, that's not very much. But it's like, dude, when you see the photos and you see the clips in the Stinger trailer, like that was not even 40 ounces of blood and it looks like way more than that. So five gallons goes a long way. In fact, uh, I know Nate has seen the photo of me on set of they see it with my arms up in the air in that room where there's like lakes of blood. Oh yeah. That was only like three gallons. Yeah. That's why but, we're going I for mean, five gallons all so on screen. <laughs> so it's like, I want at least five gallons on screen at least. And it's like, I have so many cool ideas and, and, I will say Josh has been amazing about some of these effects with their specific ones that he's like, I know for a fact, I want to see this, but then there's been somewhere he has left it open. He's like, you just come up with something cool. Send it to me. If I like it, we'll do it. If not, we'll, we'll work with it. But so far, everything I've recommended or been like, Hey, I want to try this or we should do this. He has been so receptive to it and been like, dude, yes. Cause he wants it to be a collaborative uh, process and he wants other people to have say and stuff and so it's, it's been amazing being able to be like reading the script where it's blank with no kills but you know someone's dying and he's like dude just do whatever and i'm like fill Psh. in the blanks yes <laughs> it's like mad libs of murder yeah. it's amazing color outside the lines with all of the blood you know there there's Precisely. the actress or there's the actor what is missing cut off an arm cut off a finger we're big proponents of digit removal so yeah, we, we really we, like when digits get removed. And we, kinda we're like finding that's probably one of our favorite gags is when someone loses fingers. So oh, we yeah. love ooey gooey. So the more ooey gooey you're going to make this, the more we're going to promote it. And if you can give us like at least a five digit count in this movie and you don't even have to say nothing, we'll just know that that was the give me back my horror movies contribution to the yeah, movie. Yeah, like there it is, was. Some fingers are gone. That that's all we maybe, have. Maybe I'll, I'll have to do something with that because if you if you guys saw the new scream, which I know Nate has, have you seen it, Charlie? I, I have not yet because I've got a house full of kids and it's hard to break away to go watch a horror movie. See, <laughs> um, I was gonna bring up a specific now it's not a digit removal, 
but a specific thing, body part that the knife goes through in like the very beginning of the film that had me like, oh, oh, you yeah. know exactly what I'm talking yeah, oh, about. Oh, yeah, I know exactly. Okay, so what not, now about. I'm excited. I'm because, like, dude, I, but then it comes into play later where you're just like, oh, that's even worse, you know? So it's like, <laughs> see, I like I, that, I'm, you know? I'm all about the really painful stuff. Like, if I see it and I'm like, ow, like, you know, bone breaking because if oh, you've I love ever broken crunching. a bone it, it, uh, it's horrible yeah. and it's painful yes. so that that always gets me uh digit removals but like anything with teeth or eyes eyes i can't do Ugh. eyes are just the worst uh, i hate it? eyes the second saw movie where like the key is behind the person's yes. eye and they oh like, my god take dude. the scalpel uh Yes, no. precisely. You know, and it's but uh, do it, but no, do it, but no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh God, just uh, I, I would die because there's no way I would have been able to do it. But, oh yeah, I'd be like, you, you know, know what, dude, I'm no longer in debt. Peace. <laughs> the, the deuces. Uh, but like in old boy with the teeth getting uh, uh, with the uh, hammer, yeah. I'm just Fung. like, oh. Yeah. No, there's there's definitely some kills and ways to do things that are just it doesn't I mean, not everyone has to get decapitated. Not everyone has to lose an arm. There are some more painful stuff, not even kills. Mm -hmm. You can just torture someone in some movies and they don't die. And you're just like, oh, that was I just killed me. Just I I don't want to ever experience that in my life, you know. And and that's kind of the approach I want to take with some of these kills is like. I mean, are you, you're going to have throat slits in every movie ever. And don't get me wrong. I like a good throat slit. I well, a it's a classic for that stuff. Yeah. But it's like, I, I want to see creative things and there's like so many cool kills that can be done or what's a classic kill that can be done in a new way or filmed in a different way that we haven't seen before. And yeah. so that's kind of some of the approach I want to do is I, I want people to look at and be like, Oh God. Or, you know, just, see things and get uncomfortable or feel like that secondhand ouchie when they see it because it's just like oh god that's well that, that like brings up perfectly like there's even in the action movies i remember in punisher Warzone where he stabbed the dude through the underside of his jaw but you saw the knife through his mouth yeah so you're like that goes all the way through it was not just a closed mouth with a, a fake handle you're like looking at the blade going oh, through yeah. and you're just like, Oh my God, that just that was, elevated it. You know, that was something I remember seeing, um, in the Argento film opera when the dude yeah. finds the girl, uh, tied to the, uh, tied to the column and then the killer stabs him and he's screaming and it's like up in his neck and it's like the blades in his mouth. And they, uh, they paid homage to that in, um, hot fuzz. With yes. uh, yeah, with yeah, the, uh, with, with the steeple the house. Oh yeah, yeah. He goes up through the chin. I was like, and oh. he's still talking. It oh. really hurt. Oh god, that, <laughs> that was so painful to see. And I mean, even in the Maniac remake, the first kill in that movie, when he follows that girl back to her apartment, and she goes to screaming up through the yep. mouth, yanks it out, and then scalps her, and it's just like boom, title card. And I was like, that was one hell of a cold open. Whole movie is like ninety minutes of just being uncomfortable. Dude, it, well, it yeah. is. And honestly, That's the way they did that. It, yeah, it's and one it's of my so favorite, good. It is one of my favorite horror movies ever, just because it is so intense and seeing it all in first person is just absolutely unreal. Much but more visceral. I is. realize as I've gotten older, I've gotten more squeamish than what I used to be. Like, there's a 
movie on Netflix called The Night Comes for Us, and it's like mm-hmm. a Korean action movie. And there's moments where people are getting stabbed with bones, like meat oh. bones, and it is just so <laughs> gross. And as it kept going on, I was just like, ah, please just stop. <laughs> like, I don't ever want to get stabbed by a bone now. I didn't think that was on my list. <laughs> the, yeah, add that to the list of things I don't want to get stabbed with. Is, uh, the, weirdest, yeah. the weirdest thing that makes me cringe now, and it's so weird. I can't watch like these wipeout videos of like kids skateboarding or rollerblading down. I can watch them up to the point of the fall and the impact. I can't watch the rest of it. It like sends an electrical shock through my body. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And everyone like is <laughs> laughing that watch these things. It's I, like, oh, this is hilarious. And I'm sitting there going, no. It's because we're older. And like, we know, like, if that were we to know happen to us, hurts. we're out of work. <laughs> It's funny because it's like, I love watching fail videos. I love watching people get injured doing dumb things or doing stunts or doing like skateboard stuff. And it's like, I look back to the TV show Scarred, if you remember I was that. Oh, I remember, remember Scarred Scar with Papa I Roach. <laughs> I yes. go back and rewatch that and I'm like, oh my God, this is horrific. I remember I'd have, it'd take me forever to look it up, but a dude was skateboarding and he was trying to jump down like, 20 stairs or something like that and he 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 face plants and his head bounces and when they go up there are marks on the cement from chunks of skin where his face bounces Uh, i can't he's shredded dude it's i can watch right till the head bounces i'm there till i'm like oh god i can't watch this like i find myself doing it at america's funniest home videos Okay, that's how bad it is <laughs> for me. It's supposed to be funny. <laughs> hey, think I've made Derek spit water. I have now made everyone on the show <laughs> spit water. But with that stuff, though, I think it's because it's it's like we're watching. We're like, wow, this is real. Um, yeah, that happened to some people. Survive this when I see realizing that, but then watching a movie and associating it sometimes with like realism. It's like. Oh my God, if that happened, that would totally suck. Yeah. You know, so yeah. <laughs> I think about some of these kills and stuff, and I'm just like, man, that would not be fun, like at all. That would be horrific. And, uh, you know, and it's in that's kind of the way I've approached it is oftentimes I see stuff in like a fail video or like some TikTok nonsense or, you know, something happened to someone at work. And I'm like, man, how can I incorporate that into something I do in a movie? Because that made me uncomfortable, and if I can put that in a movie and make people cringe, perfect. Beautiful. Now we have a new kill idea is the killer is slamming someone's head into steps as they're walking them down. Just do oh, that God. and have the trail go. Just, just dragging <laughs> them by their feet and their heads just bonk, bonk. Oh, yeah. See, I hate that too, but like have most of their body weight lifted up so you know that every bit of the weight is on yeah, their like head. Yeah, like he's got the back of the shirt and he's walking down just slamming. Each one. That way, they turn into a pancake at the end. But this is this is kind of wild though that you now that we're a desensitized people. I can't even say generation anymore. Like my youngest kids are pretty much desensitized because of the stuff they can just watch on videos. So to actually get those kind of emotions out of your audience is getting harder. You've got your hardcore people that are like, eh, it was some cool blood and some gore, but it didn't really do anything to me. And then you've got me that's like, yeah, when that dude fell down because he was running, that scared the shit out of me. I hated that part. 
but to get that factor of oh my god and i mean we're coming off of i don't know how many saw movies are there now close to 10 you know i mean yeah and they they're always trying to come up with the next weird way we've never seen someone die and you, you know, know and i was talking i was talking to my partner about this recently and and she had brought up that a scene in a movie that always made her cringe and it's something you don't even see on camera and it's the curb stomp from american history x oh god yeah. oh, she says, it's one of the worst scenes ever it is one of the worst scenes ever and it makes you so uncomfortable and she's like you don't even see it happen. You don't, no. you, it, it cuts right away. And she's like, it's the mentality of knowing, you know what happened. And the second they show the up close of the teeth enamel, like going up against it, like it, yeah. it goes to that teeth stuff that I just can't do. And what I think it is, is when you get this visceral emotion, I think we're filming things a lot differently than we used to as well. Um, because I just think, you know, in the 80s, everything was just, oh, slit throat, there it is. But now yeah. it's like the acting is better. The effects are better. You know, blood looks more real now. And it's just like, it, it's at a point where it's like, when you see it in a movie, it's like, that looks too real to be fake. And sometimes it's just the way it's filmed and put on camera. You're just like, oh, my God. It's so crazy to me. The last time I went back and watched uh, Zombie, mm-hmm. you know, the old French uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. film. And like I remember as a kid that being gross, violent, yeah. like disturbing. And then when you rewatch it now, it's still great. There's nothing wrong with the movie. Yeah. But Walking Dead does ten times worse in a forty five minute long episode now. Oh yeah. And on AMC. Yeah, on, like, on network television. Yeah. It we're does just in more. a new world where it's like, oh wow, like Well, and you gotta think back when Zombie came out. It was basically rated X for being yeah. so violent and brutal. And it's like, you go back and watch it, it's just sloppy, nasty gore. Like the scene where the girl's being eaten, the girl got her eye gouged out. Yeah. And yeah. they walk in and they see her being, it's like, that is the nastiest looking gore I think I've ever seen on camera. It just looks disgusting. And when the chick gets her throat ripped out, I mean, it's just so visceral. And um, I feel like those are the movies that inspired the whole generation of effects artists who've gone on to do stuff on the walking dead. Like it was a big inspiration for me. And, oh, um, it'd have to be, I mean, it, it, it has yeah. to be. Yeah. It and, has and it's so like, much iconic imagery in it. It does. And I feel like it inspired a lot of people, but I think, you know, as, with time, things have slowly been getting more and more violent on TV. Like even the walking dead from season one up to what's out now, over the last oh, it's 10, 11 years, so different. it has gradually gotten worse because that first season was gory, but it wasn't any worse than like a Romero movie. Yeah. I was say, most of that doesn't get cut out on TV. It Once was, the they balloon, were a budget ballooned up. That's yeah. when they were like, <laughs> let whatever happened, let zombies literally fall from a ceiling and splatter upon impact. But you you know? could yeah. tell that they were actually paying homage to Romero and oh, Savini yeah. and all these guys that paved the way for us to have a serial television show about zombies, you know, and then it was just like, okay, how do we keep viewership up? We got to make it grosser. We got to, you know, find that bar and keep going over it until they make the bar go up a little higher and then go over it again. Which is funny because I love the comic so much because it was all character pieces and drama 
Mm-hmm. And then the show, yeah. once they or they realize, like, oh, everyone wants the action. I was just like, I like the action. I really do. And I feel terrible, like, getting mad at the show for going that way. But giving no, my character still, you know. Yeah, you can like, still get mad at it. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it did so well that I was still mad at John Barenthal for even playing Shane. That's yeah. how that character affected me in the book that I hated him as an actor until he was Punisher. I wouldn't watch anything he was in till after I saw him. And Pun- I was mad. He was Punisher. Dude, till I watched a, it. He plays a bad person. So great. He's he just, does. Like, really does. <laughs> but I already hated Shane. I already hated that character with a passion. So the very first episode, I'm already going, I don't like you and I can't wait till you die. You know, it's just, <laughs> and they drug it out longer too. So I'm like, you're here way longer than you need to be. Yeah, you you were supposed to, to die away. in issue six or something like that. Yeah. Here you are. Yeah. yeah. Two seasons you're, deep. You're in season two and this is no, that shouldn't happen. Something I've noticed with that show, just to kind of like piggyback off of like, you know, how the contents changed when the show first came out, it was TV 14. Mm-hmm. Now I've noticed networks are more ballsy with playing TV MA stuff and just putting like a disclaimer at the beginning, like, hey, this is intended for mature audiences, so if your discretion's advised. And they're kind of just being like, listen, we're gonna play whatever we want and we're gonna yeah. show whatever we want. Yeah. Well, I'm literally just gonna bleep out the whether F-word. you want to watch it or not. And I well, feel like uh, ten years ago, TV wasn't like that. Like you had to be up at like three AM to watch something that was TV MA. And there used to be a time stuff. on yeah. Comedy Central if you wanted to watch any of the good comedies, it was like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. That's yep. your window. And then, but, like, obviously, you got some angry Karen or Brenda getting upset about that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like I have actually caught movies like on even on FX and some of these other channels that are like, this is the original cut of the movie. Uh, viewer discretion advised yeah and they don't even like edit out people dropping the f-bomb no like, they've let the f-bomb go they're just like it is what it is they're like hey and i, I think it was a time when okay they got a fine and they didn't want to pay that fine and now they're realizing that we're making more money if we get people to watch it regardless of the fine and so, i feel like netflix it. has changed the game with that a little bit too yeah netflix- totally Everybody has Netflix access to Netflix, and Netflix is like, dude, you know, do whatever, do whatever, go wild. And so that I feel first like- season of Daredevil blew my mind because I was oh not expecting, God, yeah. yeah, like brain matter. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was intense. It went nuts. I mean, and you're right because now it's like with Netflix, it's like, okay, I have the 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 kids version, so mm-hmm. the kids can click on that one and they can see what you know is policed. You go on to mine or my wife's, it's like everything is on there. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it's just crazy what is out there for everyone to consume. Absolutely. But again, we're, we are a desensitized society anymore. You know, the news has more violence sometimes than some of our movies. Oh, so yeah. now to, to oh, try definitely. and get those feelings, and it, I'm just going to backtrack ever so slightly, but you brought up like the movie, the descent being one of the 20, you know, the two mm-hmm. thousands movies. The scariest part of that movie for me is the claustrophobia scene Dude. where she gets trapped Bingo. In, yeah. in that closed space. I still can put that movie in and I don't, you know, I'll watch the monsters tear everyone apart. The, the pool of blood with all the goo and stuff in it. I almost can't watch the part where she gets stuck anymore. That first time watching it, it I'm claustrophobic. Oh, I'm yeah. a big dude, so I don't go into places I know I don't fit. 
and I'm watching that and I can't breathe. I'm just like, I, it's, I, I it's can't catch my breath watch. watching it. And the way they but, filmed that, they filmed it on a sound stage, and it's all like foam rocks, like they're not yeah. hurt. But it's like the way it's filmed, it feels like you're in you're that stuck. space yeah. with her. And it's like, it's bad enough seeing her in it, but when you feel like you're there and there's even less room, it's what? like, it, dude, it triggers my fight or flight every time I watch it. She just like, sells it, though. Oh, she oh, yeah, her performance is incredible. So, so that that just kind of goes so much further is even in independent movies, there's nothing in that scene that can't be replicated with the correct approach. You know, Absolutely. getting the the actor or actress in the right mindset and to be able to block out a shot appropriately. But it's like that was more impactful on multiple viewings than the goriest gore, and that is probably one of the goriest movies of the 2000s, in my opinion. Oh yeah, it, it's. It's pretty intense, yeah. It it was up there before, like the Evil Dead remake, as far as the amount of blood and stuff they had used, just because of I, I that. Feel like cool scene. Yeah, in recent memory, I think the two goriest movies in the last twenty years have been the Evil Dead remake and Piranha 3D. I think are the yeah. two goriest. Yeah, I think movies. you nailed it, dude. Piranha 3D is like oh, out it is. of control how much blood they used in yeah. that movie. Blood, like, they're throwing body parts, literally throwing body parts at people. You're going through outboard motors. Uh, the girl that gets just her whole face and everything chopped up the front of her. Yeah, dude, the, when her when her scalp gets pulled off. In oh, the, in the I hate oh. that scene. <laughs> I love it and hate it at the same time because... The first time you're watching it, you're not expecting them to be like, oh, they're going to cut the camera away. Oh, they're going to do. No, it's like scalp's gone. Boom. Oh, and then and Eli just... Roth gets the top of his head crunched with the boats. And I'm just yeah. like, yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's like Alexandra Aja knows like what people want of like, how can I ensue so much mayhem well, into yeah. a 90 his minute movies are frame. outrageously gory because, I mean, even oh, like. Yeah. Height have eyes is out of control. Hills have yeah, eyes it is. mirrors. I went back and rewatched mirrors recently, and the girl gets her jaw ripped open in the bathtub. Yeah, like, yeah, ah. yep. Just and, amazing stuff. There's those moments that just stick with you right there. And I mean, Absolutely. there's nothing wrong with the 2000s movies at all. You there's know, so it, many good ones. I mean, how, it was one of those things that were like, just imagine being a director or writer in the 2000s going how do we change the genre? How do, how do we make our generation be, you know, stand up against the slashers, the classic, you know, Italian horror, the zombies, mm -hmm. even into the nineties where I feel like the nineties got a bit more silly because it was just nothing but sequel, 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 yeah. sequel. You know, 90s was such an awkward era in general because it was for everything, like, even for action movies. Trust me, yeah, I know. it's just an odd time for film. And then the early 2000s, it's the weird transition from practical to CGI and like how they were handling that. But yeah. also, studios were throwing filmmakers money. They were, so yeah, they make were. a horror movie for like 10 million because it was that's insane. They made money at it. I mean, 10 million's nothing. You know, to Hollywood, that's what they consider independent movie is, you know, anything under $20 million, we're going to make 50, 60 off of. So that's just money in the bank. So, yeah, throw out some horror movies. They're not going to get the same play as the PG-13 superhero movies, but we're going to make 
good profit off of. And I feel like in the the 2000s, I think they were trying to, because I think they realized Scream did so well. I know it. I know what you did last summer did so well, and some of these like whodunit kind of teeny bopper type horror movies were doing great. Yeah. But I feel like they wanted to make them like an old Hammer movie. They wanted to make them kind of schlocky and kind of gory yeah. like 80s. And they're like, how can we combine the two? And so you had this weird era from like 1998 to like 2005 where they were making so many movies that were, were like, you know, very stylish and very mm-hmm. um, uh, very drama oriented, but also very like graphic and gory. Because it's like, again, 13 Ghosts is one I always go back to because I forget how graphic that movie is. Until it's I extremely oh, it's graphic. super. It's yeah. super gory, especially the opening scene at the in the great uh, the the junkyard. Uh, the junkyard, yeah. almost a graveyard, yeah. which is what it was. After it turns scene, into but, one, <laughs> it uh, really does. Um, but like you go back and you watch that, and it's like, man, this is insane. But it's like it feels like, and it is a remake of an old movie. It is. When you watch it. It feels like just a modernized version of that. And they did it so well. Uh, same with ghost ship. And I always say like, oh, I love that it's opening movie, scene, really, but like <laughs> bright, bright of Chucky, man, that movie is, I think it's the best of the child's play Chucky series. And oh, yeah, I'll agree with uh, that. I mean, you it, can't, it, you it, can't like disc- discount where it started, but to no. where it is, I think what I look at the two thousands is I think they were, how do we make horror movies sexy? That's kind of where it went. That's why it was the MTV generation. Yeah, because you you always had like the good-looking girls or the good-looking guys in the 80s. But what they did was they took the movie itself and made it sexy. Yes. You know, it was was polished, but there was still a ton of gore because they knew what what was going to sell the movie. That's what blew me away because Nate brought up Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, which was one of my earlier horror movies that I actually saw because I rented it from the library and I didn't know it was a remake. I didn't know there was, I didn't know. I was just like, Oh, it's a movie of the chainsaw and dude hacks people up like hell. Yeah. Um, everyone in that movie is like, everyone is hot. Like everybody in that movie is literally so hot. And you're watching this and you're like, man, these people are way too attractive for like what this movie is. Cause the movie was also very filmed. Very, beautifully but everything you're seeing on screen is so grimy and nasty and that contrast was like unbelievable but you yeah. like you know you go and you watch a movie like and i always bring up like you know urban legend or valentine for example and it's like you have people that look like they're supermodels or they're you know video stars or whatever in horror scenarios and it's like it was and i feel like again scream is kind of one of the movies that kind of started that. Oh, it definitely it, did. It totally did. Yeah. Relaunch it. Yeah. And so, now you know, we're in I this like weird. Like, how many movies had like, you know, a rapper or an R&B or a pop oh, star? Yeah, artist? you had Everything to. Everything had that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's crazy. Was it Exhibit was in that Halloween Resurrection, I think? No, that was uh, Busta Rhymes. Oh, Busta was it Busta Rhymes? Rhymes? Busta okay. Rhymes. God, that movie's bad. It is so bad, you know, and, and I just, nah. I think you nailed it. They were trying to make everything sexy because they always had those, like, I mean, th- there's almost never a lot of nudity, but there were so many, like, pretty explicit sex scenes because the way they filmed it, everyone's all, like, yep. 
oiled up and stuff. And it's just like it borderline uncomfortable to watch, but it's like everything had to be, like you said, polished and beautiful and everything had just this look to it. And I feel yeah. like that's when horror started to become more cinematic. Cause I feel like yeah. up to this point, it's like a horror movie was a horror movie. It just, it was what it was. Some of them were artsy or some of them weren't, but it's like, this is the point where like film in general was like, you know, polished and nice. But like in the early two thousands, when they started doing stuff filmed digitally rather than film and all that, you know, and it's like you had CGI and you had money to build big elaborate sets and like movies were getting more money than they ever had. So they were making things a little bit more polished, but I think horror specifically, this was the time where it was being taken more seriously and producers were like, Hey, there's something to this. Yeah. And now you have horror movies that are being made. Like, you know, it, for example, gets a huge budget and then ends up making quadruple what it was even made for, you yep. know? And it's just, I feel like this was the era in which it was being taken seriously and people were putting money into it and taking the time to polish it and make it look good. And um, I mean, they're not all hits because, you know, there's no, I mean, of, um, of, you know, B movies. Cause you know, this is direct to video blockbuster era too. So it's like, you know, there's yep. a ton of schlocky nonsense. How can you fill up the uh, blockbuster shelves basically? Yeah. That's what much. it was like. What can you do? Which now we just have to be. You yeah, know, we've got, we've got shutter now too. Yeah. And shutter yeah. as well. And then like, even with what you're saying, like Blumhouse has found a way of like, we could still make low budget and make ginormous hits album to where it's like, if one yeah. fails, ah, it's no big deal. The next one down the pipeline is going to make a hundred million. And we made it on a million dollar budget, like yeah. a $99 million profit. Like that's insane. Yeah, like, uh, and it, it's crazy to me, and I think about it a lot, because even in, in the films that I work on, you know, I look at the sets we build and the stuff we're planning and the things we do, and I'm just like, we are literally doing what, like, Wes Craven and George Romero and John Carpenter were doing, like, back in the 80s. In the we're 60s doing and 70s. Right now, and we have... Yeah close to the same budgets they would have had at that time period, oh yeah you know? yeah but it's and like, they didn't they didn't have google they didn't have youtube they didn't, they didn't know, have any of this extra the, stuff we have yeah and with what we do today you know i think of a company like blumhouse or even like a24 and stuff they're like we're gonna make this movie for like between you know three to six million dollars and the studio is gonna buy it and then it's gonna end up making a, a crap load of money you know and it's like yeah. And all those directors and producers go on to do bigger things. I mean, the director oh, yeah. of um, Annihilation did Ex Machina at one point. Yep. And it's like, mm -hmm. I'm just like, you know, you go from doing Ex Machina, which was an amazing movie, to turn around and doing Annihilation, which was a huge studio production. You know, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And so when you think about, you know, I think the guys who run Blumhouse, you know, Jason Bloom and all those guys, they were, you know, in the indie scene at one point or another, just like, you know, myself and all the people I work with, they know how to stretch a dollar. If you gave the people I'm working with right now, if you gave us a million dollars, we could totally make a movie of that stature because it's like we have the resources and we've always had to stretch the dollar. So imagine yeah. what we could do with that you know i it think people feel... are a lot more wise now 
with YouTube and things like that, anyone can go on YouTube and learn to do what I do. You can. You can pay to take a masterclass through the Stan Winston School and learn to do what I do. It takes time, it takes skill, patience, and it does cost money, but it can be done. You can go on YouTube right now and learn how to build a film set. And it's like, yeah. oh, you need to build a Western town where here's how you can do it in your garage by, you know, using foam to build, you know, a wooden uh, jail front, you know, blah, blah, whatever. Uh, any, film, yeah, any walls. That, angle, any, yeah. And it's like, you know, all the tools of the trade where, you know, back in the 80s, you had to be in it to do it. Nowadays, yeah. you know, with Indiegogo, with YouTube, with master classes, anybody can learn to do any of it. It's not difficult. And all of the tricks, all the secrets, it's all out for anybody to get. And like with you working with lower budget, you have to get more creative, basically. Because mm -hmm. now, like, you have to use uh, wherever you're filming, you're on set, on location, like, how can we utilize this to our budget? Yeah. Utilize this to make an impact in the scene. And then what's even more crazy is. Can you imagine in the 1960s if you were to give George Romero my iPhone right now and what he'd be able to do with it? You know, yeah. like, right, like you being able to build a set in your garage and shoot it with my phone, you can come up with insane quality. Like, Absolutely. it's just crazy. And then you've got these kids on TikTok that are editing masters at like 14, where you mm -hmm. see stuff where they have a continuous like loop. And it's just like, you guys have a potential in an editing career. Because you know and you have the patience and the skill set already there with a click and of a I button. And I feel like editing is such a difficult thing and it's there's such an art to it. And I feel like it's definitely not my cup of tea. It's not something I like doing. But I feel like when you look at an editing, editing program, and I don't know all the ins and outs of that, but a lot of the stuff that, say, an editing program you'd use to edit you know, a huge Hollywood movie, like let's say the new screen movie, whatever program they use to edit that, what you're using on Instagram to edit a video or on your phone or on TikTok, it's just that dumbed down to the most basic, oh, most yeah. primitive thing. And it's like, if you can master that, it, it's the same principle of give someone the ability to break it down to a millisecond and have all these channels for sound effects, music, ambient yeah. noise and all this other stuff and it's like there's so much potential and i feel like media has totally consumed our lives in the way we we take this stuff in you know and we've enjoyed movies since movies have been a thing you know but then you start telling people well, now you can buy a camcorder and use it at home and people start making home movies and people start making movies in their backyard and it's like now you know i can go out and i can buy a red komodo and it's like red cameras is what they use to film Marvel stuff, you know? So you can buy a red Komodo for $8,000. That's a lot of money, but it's like, but dude, that's what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Add some lenses to it. You're filming on that level of quality. Yeah. And just a like, little bit of patience. That's all it takes. If you just have that little bit of patience to learn, do it, you know? And yeah. I think and I it's just, it's the big thing right now is to, is to make content, whether it's on Twitch streaming, or whether it's on TikTok or Instagram or Snapchat, whatever it is, it's like content creation is the in thing. And it's like what I do with these films is, is a form of content creation just on a whole different level. It's not something we're doing for free or to 
be an influencer. It's something we're trying to, we're trying to make a product that can be sold that we can make money on and that will help us, you know, build careers so that, you know, someday I can join a union and do film on, on bigger things, you know, and it's, it's just on a whole nother level. And it, it blows me away how many of those people aren't getting into film, you know, because some of them are just like, oh, it's just something I do for fun. But I'm like, you, well, you could do so much with that, though. But you're also the, the flip side of that is now you have the content that's for 30 seconds of consumption, a oh, minute yeah. of consumption. So there's going to be those the people that spans are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, like, I don't think. Like when Fortnite was getting really big, I thought for sure it's like you should turn this into a GI Joe cartoon. But it was like no kid is going to sit there for 22 minutes or well, half hour after commercials. Like it needs to be four minutes max on YouTube. And even then, now it's like well, three minutes max on TikTok. Like, well, yeah. I think a lot about um, cartoons now. One of my favorite cartoons because I never stopped watching cartoons. Everyone's like, oh, not really. And I'm like, dude, I nah, watch cartoons. Never. I Still always watch, watch cartoons. I watch them all the time. One of my favorites is The Amazing World of Gumball. Okay. Fantastic. I, I am familiar. <laughs> and those episodes are only like 10 seven minutes to 10 minutes long. Yeah, that's it. That's same it. with Axe Cop. I loved Axe Cop when that dropped. And those episodes are literally five minutes. And it's like, I want more because it's like I grew up with 22 to 30 minute cartoons. Yeah. It's like now kids are satisfied with, you know, a three to five minute episode of something. And I'm like, but that's, not and they it. don't have to, they don't have to sit through commercials. So my yeah. kids watch all that stuff. They can on. Forward it. Yeah. And, and I, mean, I think a lot about it with that. Cause it's such, it's such a crazy thing. Cause it's like our media intake, we're being trained to take things in small increments. Yeah. But yet you have all these Marvel movies that are coming out that are two and a half, three to four hours long. The new Batman's going to be three hours. Yeah. People love it. And it's like when I watched the the Snyder cut of Justice League, I literally I sat there and I was like, man, it doesn't feel like I just sat there for like five hours and watched no. that. No, it, it, it didn't. felt no. fun with uh, Spider Man No Way Home. Like when it was done, I was like, that could have been a half hour longer, and I would have been fine with it. Yeah, you know. And it seems like people are cool with it, and I think it just comes down to people. I think are getting better recognizing oh, this is just a short video or I'm not going to see a cinematic experience because I feel like a few years ago, I was very concerned about the future of film because I'm like, is it going to get to the point where it's like all we're going to get is like short films and we go to the theater to see a short film? Is that what it's going to be? Going you know, back to those uh, those uh, serials, the little 20, 30-minute movies that you had to go and follow the next episode on, in a month when it drops in the theater. For real, you know? I was starting to question yeah. it if it, it was if it was going to get to that. And I'm like, man, I don't hate the idea, but it's like I, I, I like long movies. So it's like now that it seems like people are super okay with going to the theater for a three-hour cinematic experience, I think it's really cool. Well, the yeah, other even side studios were afraid of it because they're like, oh, now we can't play it as much if it's a three hour long movie. But it's like, mm -hmm. but people are going to keep going. But here's the the end game proved that. Yeah, we're 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 talking about people wanting to consume smaller and smaller. But how many people binge watch an entire season of a television show now? How many people are actually mad that now that they're trying to slow it down for a weekly release so they keep those subscribers they're like no give me all of season 10 i'm gonna watch it this saturday and sunday um, you, yeah. you know, those people are the ones that can sit through a three-hour movie, well, they I, can think sit through a movie. 
I think Disney's doing a really good job of um of like spacing it out. I, I love it because like Book of yeah. Boba Fett and like all their Marvel stuff, it's like it's episodic and they're not dropping it all at once. And I think it's kind of teaching people to be a little bit more patient. I like, like when, looking forward to it. That's oh yeah, a big like thing the new for me. today. When, I was like, I can't wait to get off work that way and go watch Boba. Yes, that's all I want. And, <laughs> and when when a new episode of like, or sorry, when a new season of Cobra Kai drops, they drop it like here it is, and then people are like, "Wow, I just binged the whole thing yesterday," and I was like, "Guilty." Hey, when do you have the time to do that? We did like, it. Like, like, two I, can't, I, yeah. I can't. I cannot do it. Like even when uh, because I, I I get into anime a little bit. And it's like, you know, everyone's complaining about, like, the new season of Demon Slayer because it's episodic because of how it's it's currently being released in Japan. Yeah. People are like, oh, I want to watch all of it. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but isn't it kind of exciting waiting for that next episode? Like, I love that anticipation, you know? And it's, uh, I, I see it a lot with, you know, the Netflix stuff is people complain about the Disney stuff being like, oh, you know, I wish Book of Boba Fett, they just dropped the whole thing or... You know, Cobra Kai then being like, oh, I'm ready for the next season. I was like, bro, they haven't even written it yet. Like, you binge that whole thing in a day. Like, yeah. it takes eight months now to you film gotta wait that a year entire and a half. season. But now go to that same person that binged all of Cobra Kai and go, okay, what was episode three then? Uh, which one? Who was it? What, what was going yeah. on in, in episode three? Once again, you don't that's know. Me. <laughs> yeah, because you watched it as one giant episode yes. instead of, Oh, did you see last week's Boba Fett? It was better than the week before when all this happened. And I mean, it's just a different way. It gives way. you more time to process everything. Yeah. I think you need to be able to appreciate what you're consuming. And I am guilty of binging. I do it. But I'm also like, thank you for not giving me the opportunity to binge watch the entire season of something. But I grew up, you know, I'm older than both of you, but I had Saturday morning cartoons you know, when they were episodic cartoons, you waited an entire week. And then when the season was over, you didn't see shit till the next year to find <laughs> out if it even got picked up because you're also like, uh, what happened to that show? It was called Pirates of Dark Water. I didn't get any kind of completion out of it and it's gone forever. Yeah. There's no internet forum. There's no, you know, sign a petition to bring this back. And so now I can kind of like, watch my kids go yeah there's not another episode till next week what, what do you mean there's no episode till next they're all like freaking out and i'm like yeah see this is what i lived through <laughs> enjoy it deal with it toy story 2 like oh another another like that's it there's no more <laughs> there's no more episodes <laughs> that, that it. it's gone you know but i'll agree i enjoy watching like teen titans go it's probably my favorite show the kids watch and it's 30 minutes but there's like two or three blocks of an episode in there so each one is only like 10 minutes if that long that show and gets a lot of unnecessary hate i, think I love it i love it i think it's I've never i think it it's out. smarter than anyone gives it credit for i laugh at stuff that my kids are like what was funny about that and you know the night begins to shine will be forever the greatest episode oh, of any cartoon yes. ever with the greatest song ever so so guys we're uh we're into this a little over an hour so i think we got a few q and a's we want to hit Derek because yeah, there did. is a, oh, God. we've gone you know into the history of the 2000s and i did <laughs> no, this a I, lot I, I tell you i love talking about 
the entertainment industry as a whole and how much it's changed over the years. Uh, well, and you're in it, so I like yeah, that. It. So it's cool to see your perspective. Yeah, yeah, and it, my perspective is kind of strange just because it's like I'm such a huge fan of all this stuff. I'm also doing it and trying to make it. So it's like yeah. I'm I'm in the indie scene where we're actively trying to keep up, but also forge a new path. So it's oh, like, I dig that. Yeah, it, it's such a weird place to be with You're... it. So I, I love kind of analyzing how it's changed, how it's continuing to change, and what we can do on an independent level and to stand out and make a difference. Because I truly believe people are reaching a point with Hollywood and with mainstream media. That they that indie film and the stuff I'm working on is the big thing. So many people have Shutter right now. So many people have Netflix and are watching independent productions that are five million dollars or less that they're being made for, and they're becoming huge fans of this stuff. And I think I truly think it's the future. So being involved with it and recognizing, okay, let's not lose this ground. Let's pay attention to what's going on up top and how can we forge our own path and continue to evolve with the media as as it evolves because everything yeah. moves so quickly so it is fun analyzing it and talking about it i think it's yeah. uh no. it's you imagine being the person that made a found footage movie during the same time as paranormal activity yeah but it beat you to the punch oh dude because you're in a so race often to yeah. you know try to be that next clever thing and the yeah. next thing you know it's just like well, shit, now people think I'm running the curtails of that. And then the mid-2000s, 2010 to probably 2014, was nothing but found footage horror movies. And I'm going to say it, and I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. Found footage horror is probably one of my favorite subgenres. And the Wreck franchise is the best horror franchise, like, ever. I like it, the Wreck. All four of those movies are awesome, but I'm also going to say it. <laughs> but even... Overfield rules. Yeah. I don't even care. Dude, Cloverfield is awesome. I don't Cloverfield didn't get enough hate. love. I don't understand. I, and, I'm uh, not the biggest found footage guy, but when it is used properly and effectively, oh, yeah. it's incredible. The cult segment feels like you're watching something that happened. Like, yeah, that, was that feels like it's a news thing. Scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cult segment from VHS two. Yeah, is one of the best horror segments in the last 15 years. I totally agree. You no, just have so. to use it just right. Um, yeah. When it was oversaturated, what was it like Apollo 18 or something like that? Oh. Like you got a lot of those cheap like studios were just cashing in on it, obviously. For sure. But that, that's um, why I like 33 so or something much. like that came out. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Well, last Rec, I mean, year, Wreck we was good one. enough to get quarantined. You know, yeah, which was the, the American redo, and actually that was pretty dang de uh, decent to watch too. I like the American it was pretty one. solid, yeah. I, I, last, I mean, for for doing it, yeah. On Shutter last year, um, Host came out. It was made yeah. during the pandemic, and it was all done just like we're on on a webcam, and you know it was fantastic. I'm gonna say, and I'm gonna plug my buddy uh, Marcus real quick, and uh, Fuzz on the Lens, and all those guys. Before Host dropped, my friend Marcus made a movie called Dark Offerings, and uh, it's literally, it was filmed utilizing uh, social Zoom? distancing and during the quarantine and all that stuff, but Host hit Shudder before they finished their movie, so Dark Offerings is out now, and you can you can check it out and rent it, buy it on Amazon. I'm writing it down. Um, 
So Dark Offerings, yes. So everyone, please check out Dark Offerings. Uh, yeah, we'll get a link to that one too. Put it in the group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good stuff. But you really I mean, are just like racing against each other. They, they and... are. And it's like, here's the deal. If you have an idea for something, st- what is it? Scientific statistics. There's like 10 other people in the world that are having the same thought you are right now. Which yeah. one of you 10 people is actually going to go for it first? Exactly. So, you know, it's in, it just so happens when you're in the film industry, those 10 people make a bigger difference than of the billions in the whole world because there's less people doing movies. So the, well, o- so the odds are a script I'm writing right now, there's probably two other people that have the idea. So it's this, like, this has been going on since the, I mean, even yeah. with the monster, the underwater monster movie movement of the 80s, yep. they were like, oh, you're, doing one too and it, like there was like six movies that came out within a year span and they're all like who can get out there first and then it yes. was whoever was the better st- stayed out you know and obviously Cameron okay. yep. yeah. Deep, Deep Star, Star 6. 6 they came out like the same <laughs> year like months apart and they're like the same freaking movie also not far behind um, James Cameron's um, the name just left The Abyss, uh, the Abyss. Yep. yeah all this all at the same time and then you still had humanoids of the deep you had all these like underwater movies and it was like we're do you guys not talk to each other at all right like there's not a friend that's working on the crew of another one there's people producers writers and stuff that are friends and talk about stuff and someone's like oh that's a good idea and I'm going to this, this, and this, and then it's an original yeah. idea. We're good to go. What? It's, is Walker, it okay if I copy your homework real quick? <laughs> that, that, that's been a thing in the action movies, too. Hey, Mom, you know, it's like. We have Leviathan? No, we have Leviathan at home. Leviathan at home, Deep Star Six. Like, don't that's you literally... dare say it like that. I love Deep Star Six. It was my first R rated monster movie I watched. I love Deep Star Six. Don't get me wrong. but the, Leviathan like, does have a little bit better provenance to it i'll give it that they're both great but it's like (laughs) that that is what it was like but but yeah no i just i love talking about how it's all how the game has changed over the years and especially in the last you know 22 um so yeah it's just amazing kind of thinking about it and even in the last five to ten years how much has changed and discussing that is always a really good time i'm I'm gonna Hold on, I'm gonna hurt both your feelings here, real quick. Oh boy, we're Uh-oh. we're talking about movies in the tw- in the early 2000s, right? Yep. This yes. is the same as if we were in the 80s talking about movies of the late 50s, early 60s. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm on Facebook. For that, so. <laughs> well, this interview's come to a close. Thanks everybody yeah. for tuning in. No, no, we're gonna wrap it up now, but no, uh, yes, we have some Q and a questions that I'm very excited to answer. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Cause we digressed real quick when I tried to steer the <laughs> ship a minute ago. <laughs> when I posted about this, we yeah. got two questions right out the gate. How big is the body count to Lake checkout? You don't get to give us a number, but is it big? It's big. I mean, it's not like, it's not like there's over 50 or something like that, but oh, no, like, no. Cause I we think... want quality over quantity i I also think it depends on how many people click that tier because we can get killed by an on-screen death we can (laughs) up Um, up this body count again we can five gallons of blood five gallons we we can control parts of this movie there's 17 or 18 
That's huge. For that's, that's pretty big. That's though. huge that's a for pretty good chunk. I think. I think including the planned on-screen deaths, I think there's between eighteen and twenty, somewhere in there. Nate, we're gonna have an awesome raining blood for the show. We are we going get to, to review the movie. To review this. Yeah, uh, I mean, now yeah. given that could change, um, if because again, if people don't buy the perks for the on-screen death, are we gonna keep that scene? Potentially, um, we might not. I don't know how he plans on going about that, but I do not think there's under 16. 16 Come on, I think people. is the baseline you're guaranteed to see. All right, how people, many this movies? This is up to you to make it to yeah. 20. And then this if is... they don't, kill Derek on screen. Yeah, kill me on screen. That'd be <laughs> <Yeah>. fun. <laughs> so we're, we have two goals here, everybody. We need five gallons of blood. Which we got to talk about that tier later, but we got to add to the body count here. I yes. want them to go. We're out of what we wrote down. We got to come up with some cool ones because I want digit removal. I want. Now, here's cool my shit. thing though that I believe that's the people you see die on screen. That's not including the like missing people posters. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the There's always that. That talk about people that have already yeah, died. Yeah, that kind of ups it. We, we don't, got me thinking like we if, don't count if, that in our body if, counts though. if james janice on dead meat was watching this movie would he count those as dead bodies probably not so <laughs> yeah. it's we, like does we it don't really hear. count towards the body yeah. count probably no so you're, that's you're always set, my perspective would james count them if yes that's on the body count so yeah. <laughs> we we don't even really count the killer you know because almost always the killer comes back yeah you know so yeah. you have yeah. to count the victims of how they die now in action movies we count the bad guy because he dead he got blown up in a, oh, by totally. a rocket or in a tank or something but horror movies jason always comes back Freddy the bad guy from back. true lies is actually going to come back from the rocket explosion oh, oh, yeah he got shot through the building <laughs> okay, into the so helicopter it's funny. i'm actually writing true lies part two uh, I just, I just I'm in. Find a producer Done. to do True it Lies Revenge. I'm in. Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, I, yeah. I, I so, yeah, with the, with the name Tom Arnold, Arnold the hero. Oh hell yeah! Let's do that. <laughs> Tom Arnold is going to be at, at a convention down here close to me this year. All right, we're going to pitch it. It's going to be a written uh, there. Now we can give Smoky it to Tom Mountain. Arnold. Smoky Mountain Fan Fest. We are getting Tom Arnold. Uh, that's going to yes. be pretty awesome. All right. Well, I got to finish my script and get it to him, and hopefully he buys <laughs> into it. All right, Let's how about this? That. You just draw a bunch of explosions, and then we'll shoot the notebook a couple times. That way it's got bullet holes in it, and then we're good to go. Yes, that's right. And then just write starring Tom, Tom Arnold. We'll yeah. have him sign it, and that's kind of a pseudo contract. So it there is. we go. Yeah, he doesn't it realize is. it. <laughs> All right, Nate, let's get this Q&A going. Yeah, let's um, get some more. Oh, my God. Our buddy Pete. It's okay, though. Our buddy Pete from Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, who's also on the network, asks, is your fake blood an old family recipe? Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> it, it is a it is a modified version of the Dick Smith recipe. Um, it is a recipe that I got um, from uh, Gary Tunnicliffe, who did makeup for the Collector films. He did makeup for Hellraiser four through the most recent. He even directed Judgment. Ooh, uh, wow. His his it's his blood recipe that I use. Uh, I'd tell you, but I would have to kill you. No, no, we're not here to get the recipes, but I will not, say not giving it away. But yes, it is. It's kind of an old family recipe. I want to <laughs> add to that though. Now, Mason, go. Do you do you prefer the darker blood reds, or do you like the bright cherry blood red, or does it depend I, on the type of movie? 
It depends on the type of movie. It depends on the scene and then the lighting because the lighting can kind of change how it's seen. Yeah. Um, I, I like my blood when it lays in a pool to look maroon, like a mm-hmm. almost a red, deep red, almost black. Okay. But when it's smeared on the skin, I like it to be an orangish red. See, so I like, yeah, I like the thought of like, I like my arterial spray to be a pretty bright red, Yeah, but anything abdominally, like especially around the liver, that has to be like darker because that's what yeah. your blood actually is around. Yeah, there. so a I, lot I try darker. to keep it as medium as possible, but it's like, if I do like a cut on someone's forehead and it's like real fresh blood, then I'll use a, a lighter orangish red. Uh, if it's a throat cut, I try to use something kind of in the middle. Yeah. Uh, if someone's getting gutted, I try to keep it dark, almost black. It just depends on dig that. what kind of clothing it's going to be on. What kind of lighting is it? Um, well, yeah, because you don't want it looking like it has a lot to do with yeah. it, too. You yeah. don't want it looking like just an ink blot or something. You know, exactly. it's got to read so, as blood. So I get that. But, you know, Nate, next question. I love yes. colorful ones. That's all me. Like Nate's like, I, I want pink. I want to talk about blood. Yeah, like purple. I have grown to just love the color pink. And a lot of it, too, is like pink is to me like the color of intestines. Like that's the color of your insides. Yeah. And it's gross. And like Derek will enjoy this. The death album, Leprosy, that thing is just drenched in pink. Yes. And I love it. Like it's one to of me, my favorite it's an album underappreciated album. metal like color. So yeah, no, to me, the more well, random colors pink. you can give me is pinks awesome. Pinks and purples, pinks and pink yeah. and purples together. Uh, purple's my favorite color. Oh, same. So anything pink and purple, I go nuts for that stuff. Yep. I mean, you can uh, see the artwork on my wall behind me. There's lots of purples and pinks and stuff like boy. that. So it's my well, thing. Well, our favorite thing of the movie from beyond was the pinks and purple oh, hues yeah. that it's that movie does. I love, I love it as a lighting effect for sure. I, you know, from and, beyond is just purple reanimator. That's all it is. <laughs> it is, but you know, yeah. it, it, it's, just, I love I it though. It, I, I love, love that movie. The colors. So Ooh, yeah. it's ooey gooey goodness. And I love that. Sometimes you don't always need five gallons of blood, but you need 10 gallons of KY jelly and slime. That, that, very, that, that that's what makes up correct. for blood yes <laughs> hit us with another so, one nate we yes. got how did you guys get the ball rolling on indiegogo and do you recommend using it i'm gonna go ahead and assume you do recommend using it because you oh, guys yeah. are killing so, it i recommend indiegogo over any other fundraising uh thing because indiegogo if you hit your goal you get the money if you don't hit your goal you get the money if you go right. over you you get the money no matter what yeah. Uh, so no matter what, it gets you in the right ballpark to get the thing yeah, rolling. Whereas Kickstarter, I, you don't hit it, you don't get it. Yeah, I think uh, that's yeah. something that a lot of people don't realize with some of these, you know, fundraisers. If they don't take your money right away, they it may not happen. I know yeah. Indiegogo, when you do your tier, you have bought that tier because Correct. that money and is in that account to go. Exactly, yeah. and I feel like with like GoFundMe. That's more of a donation thing. People aren't getting yeah. anything in return. So people won't usually donate to that. Indiegogo is very user-friendly. Um, the format is great. I just, I like using it. But how we got the ball rolling was simply, once we had cast and crew together, we all got a group together and we talked and we're like, what are some cool ideas for perks? What are some perks we've seen before that we've liked? What are perks we've bought ourselves? What is a perk we would buy as a consumer Yep. And it's like, all right, well, we have Hannah Fairman. So it's like, we'll do headshots and we'll do Blu-ray copies of VHS, have her sign. And we have 
Felissa Rose get a photo of her from Sleepaway Camp to sign. We have Elsie Holt from Your Next. So get a picture of him from Your Next and sign. Yep. And it's like just little stuff like that. So it's like definitely uh, cater to the fans of the characters you have in your movie, but also make unique perks that relate to your film. And honestly, it might sound silly, but the more gimmicky, the better, because people go nuts for that stuff. They do. They love all the goofy stuff. But one of my favorites you guys are doing, and we talked about this when we were talking last week, planning mm-hmm. this, was getting the movie poster signed by the cast. And yeah, and that, that is, was something we brought up, because we, we all do cons. And on yeah, how thing, hard is it to get everyone onto a movie poster? so hard. Uh, because I showed you guys my movie posters and they're yeah. like covered in signatures. Yeah. And for us, it's $40. You get an 11 by 17 poster. It's signed by the whole cast and crew. You're getting celebrity signatures on that, that you can't get for $40 at a con. Exactly. And it's like the amount of signatures you're getting, the people you're getting, it's like, A, when are you ever going to find all of us? at cons to get an entire poster signed. Some don't even in your do area. Cons. Some don't even do cons. Yeah. That's another big area. thing. It's yeah. Like, it's like, if you buy something I work on and it's not signed by me, you hit me up on Facebook, you send it to me, I'm going to sign it and send it back to you. I do, I oh, do yeah. it all the time, but it's like with how spread out these people are, they don't always do the same events. And it's just, it would be so hard to pull off. So investing 40 bucks and getting that, like you're never going to be able to get all those signatures on it unless it's all of us there on set so it's that's always a big thing i I think that's probably one of my that's probably going to be the one i do because i i've been like watching all of the things and actually i was about ready to click it and indiegogo freaked out on me the other day wouldn't (laughs) let me click anything so i was like i'll wait yeah, it was. I think it was an Indiegogo thing, not your guys's. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, they, that, they do that. get a little bit goofy sometimes. They do, but man, they have so. Like I said, you know, I've backed several things on it. I I fully support Indiegogo, and anything we may do in the future is going to be through Indiegogo as well. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, those, those perks of, are huge. Yeah, I've been a part of so many projects that have used Indiegogo. I've been involved with projects that have been wildly successful and I've been a part of projects that have had multiple uh, campaigns that have not hit goal, but no matter what, we've always gotten the money and the fans have always gotten the perks that they've wanted and there's always updates and things. So it's, I think it is a great resource and I cannot recommend it enough. Perfect. Nice. Awesome. Hit us with another one. Um, If there is another one. shield down. How can you even see? How is he supposed to stab people? Oh, on the welding so we helmet. we talked about this yes. the mask. Uh, the mask, the visor's not down on it, so you can actually see his eyes. Um, so, yeah, uh, the, 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 the shield is not actually down on the mask, so you can see through the, the little <laughs> window. And this is, I I wanted to get to this point because this is my, this is what drew me the most to this movie when Nate was sharing the stuff to me was I was like, oh, the killer has a welding mask on. Mm -hmm. I got immediate exterminator and exterminator two vibes via canon movies, you know, because yes, I am predominantly the action guy, but I was like, ooh, a killer with one of those with a, you know, a painted on smiley face. I was like, and so I had already asked Derek and he goes, yeah, that was, that was a pretty big influence for us to choose (laughs) that particular killer mask. The idea we want to give is the killer in this movie without giving too much away. Yeah. Don't spoil nothing, but he's, he's not supernatural. 
Um, he's yeah. not, you know, adjacent. It's literally just a guy. So it's like we we definitely want him like the the actor playing Matt Hammond. He you know, he has tattoos and stuff, and it's like he's got this sweet ass mustache and stuff. And it's like, but like we didn't want it to be like some you know supernatural thing. And he's just a dude. And it's like, what would be a, an easy thing to grab just at your disposal out in the garage or something like that? Grab a welding mask, put a little smiley well, face on there, just being goofy or whatever, yeah. and hacking people up. And it's just. It kind of just adds to the element of like, hey, it's laid back. It's just it's just a guy who got this stuff together and started hacking people up. Well, uh, we had we had talked about that. Sometimes that's the most terrifying thing is not yeah, so much that it's a ghost, and not knowing or that's a monster. Screen it's so your neighbor scary to me growing up. Yeah. it's just it's just two guys doing it, and it's like well, you don't even. Re- I mean, the, the barrier part was realizing it was two guys at the yeah. end. Like yeah. you're just thinking one crazy dude running around. Then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, this was planned. This yeah. was facilitated with two people trying to figure out this, this entire thing. And it's like, that's what made the impact of scream and why we still have screen going on now. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah so- I, I love that kind of stuff where it's just the dude. It could be the, oh, it's just the quiet. He's such a quiet guy. Yeah. You know, he always said hello in the morning. It's yeah. it's it's a drifter who just showed up to town. It's your new neighbor. It's someone you've known for years. It could be anyone because that's how yeah. it is in real life. You it's know, the when, dude when checking in out, right after Derek. Do what? It's, <laughs> it's the, the guy dude that... checking in at the hotel right after Derek brings in his corpse. It, it is. And, you know, <laughs> uh, but that, good callback, Nate. That's what makes it so scary. Those are the scary situations. I mean, you always hear stories about real life serial killers, and it's always yeah. like. Oh, I never would have expected that it was this person, you know, and then sure, sure enough, that's the person that's got, you know, three heads in his fridge and, you know, he's got digits that he's using as French fries. Dude, I am well versed in that stuff because of my wife is addicted to those shows on television and you'll just, I, I won't even really be watching it. And then something like that will get said and you're just like holy shit really like this guy (laughs) it was a podiatrist or he did this you know and he's just and he you know like you know ate people's intestines or you know all it's just we're 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 an insane species that's really what it is and there are some of us that are a little bit more insane than others absolutely so the whole idea that it's just a guy you know i think it it's definitely spooky but again i'm in for that too much away but no, uh, no, no, yeah, no, no. it's uh, no. the welding mask was was a cool idea, I think. And uh, it, it registers really nice on camera because you can see his eyes through it. But then the way it reflects lights and things like that. It, yeah, it, it's going to it, a it can kind of humanize him a little bit. But then, mm-hmm. like you said, if you sh- if you shoot it right, there's no eyes. So it's almost like there's some humanity. Then it's dead eyes. Then it's humanity. Then it's dead. Yeah. eyes. But Nate, how many more we got? We got a couple more. Um, okay. Hit us. A few of them we've already answered, like, who did the gore effects? We're talking to him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was me. It was it, him. He has a tear. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we've covered hey, that. I so if you pay some money, I'll even kill you in the movie. That's right, man. I mean, yeah. come on. The, when, um, can, when has Wes Craven ever allowed you to influence his movie kills? Come on. Exactly. This is groundbreaking tier stuff here not since the he-man redo from canon where you won a contest and you got to be made up like pig boy have we had this kind of 
contest happening. <laughs> right? I threw in another and this will be rest. even more fun than being pig boy. I guarantee it. I don't know, man. Oh. I, think, I think as a 10-year-old kid that I get to hang around with Dolph Lundgren be and Skeletor. <laughs> and I'm in makeup. I'm going to quote in. this later on Facebook. Dying in a movie at the hands of Derek Worley is f- more fun than being pig boy. And that's it. Do no it. context. Yeah. Just perfect. And people are going, I, what? Yeah. I love that. And you know, they're all going to be like, are you talking about the pig head thing from Saw? And you're like, no, no, no not, not that one. It's, it's pig exactly boy. what it sounds like, but not what you think it is. Again, we are influencing everything about this movie, Nate. And I, am I love loving it. it. Let's keep this going. <laughs> I like this one. What movies scare you? Ooh, there's a good one. That is a really good one. Um, I find recently, um, I thought Hereditary was really scary because the performances, like, it felt so genuine watching that film. And it's like the grief and the pain and the horror of that film feels so real. Um, I thought that movie was really spooky. Uh, I have me retry that one. <laughs> I, I like Hereditary a lot. Uh, Martyrs, but not because it's like scary, but it's like thinking of like going through the events of that film. I'm just like, oh, this is uncomfortable. And yeah, the, Martyrs is one I can only watch like once every five years. Yeah, like, Martyrs it, is it's not, not a fun watch, but it's like no for me. It's, it's movies it, you need to see it. Yeah, it's it's movies that are like. Like, jump scares, you can get anyone with a jump scare, but it's, like, for me, yeah. it's stuff with atmosphere. Uh, I really like Ty West movies, so, like, The Innkeepers, I thought was, like, pretty spooky. That was a good that. one. Sacrament. Uh, Sacrament. Sacrament was really, really creepy, uh, but also, like, Antichrist, the Lars von Trier film uh, with Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah. That movie was, like, made me, made my skin crawl, uh, but found footage stuff creeps me out because it's like man this could be real you know and it's like obviously it's not be watching a movie like cloverfield and it's like holy crap like if nobody knew about this and you just played it on tv back then people would think it was real it's like oh that's uh, war of the worlds all over again yeah video entirely yeah and i I love that and those movies kind of creep me out movies like uh movies like wreck really get to me in quarantine because it's like a viral type thing that stuff you know anything oh, that stuff can't happen what are you talking nah, about that Virus happen. Oh, viral and that'll pa- never happen Wait. pandemic was invented by hollywood, hollywood. Just yeah stop it. hollywood made this up <laughs> but it's like you know stuff like that always gets me but like again like anything with killers where it's like a movie like wolf creek a movie like scream where it's like Wolf they're Creek. real people it's mm. not some supernatural thing it's just a people killing someone yeah so like a uh, henry portrait of a serial killer like stuff oh. like that God, that's such an like, underrated movie and i feel gross for watching it maniac is another one because you see it through yeah. his eyes and it's like man i feel gross so yeah that's the stuff that usually gets me i'll agree with that i don't think it's ever been this thing of what movie scares you because it's like they don't scare me. It's does it make me feel bad? Does it's it the emotions? Yeah. The it's the emotion. Like it. literally, if I put my finger on one, it's the scene in descent with the claustrophobia. Oh, yeah. That has probably been the most impactful a movie has ever been on me that I felt like I couldn't breathe. 
I've had the jump scares. I've had the stuff like that. Yeah, you can startle anyone in a movie, especially if you're in a movie theater and they get it real loud at that point. Okay, that's great. I can watch people get disemboweled. It doesn't scare me. It's what mood of a movie will scare me of something. You know, so yeah. One that really got me of recent memory, it follows. It follows. Uh, see, I still haven't watched that. Every yet. time I love that you movie. watch it, it's like you just get a little bit more of the piece of the puzzle that you kind of like unlock to it. Like it just oh, okay. gets better and better with each viewing. But it's just the whole thought of something following you terrifies me. Um, in the first VHS movie, there is a segment where it's two people vacationing, and then one of them is they're being recorded. Like you see them being recorded as they're sleeping. That scares the shit out of me. The yeah. fact that like Hannah and I always go on vacations, are sleeping in Airbnbs and hotels mm-hmm. and stuff. The fact of not knowing that someone would be in my room filming us while we're asleep, or in and, attic, and like it gives me or in a closet or in a secret yeah. room or like, behind the mirror. Like the yeah, is so effective. You know Anything exactly like that is uber creepy. Why'd you pick yeah. us? You were home. You know, that's that's the most terrifying line in cinema. I mean, if you really want to think about it, yeah, not because there's Johnny. no reason to it. No, it was. Why did you choose us? You were home. You had really yeah, shitty you... luck. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm home right now. <laughs> you messed yeah. up. That's right. You know what? <laughs> like I told Nate, ring doorbell is saving more lives right now than anyone. Yeah. A, de- a demon can't just open, ring the doorbell. Guys with masks on can't just ring the doorbell because I'm be like, mm, I'm not opening my door. And also, <laughs> I have my little friend with me when I open the door. So yes. it's not going to work on me today, boys. But. How are we doing on Q and A, Nate? What we got? Oh, I got, I got another one. Um, okay, another one. What is a film that you wish you could be a part of? Like, if you had a time machine and you could go Ooh. back to any area in horror and place yourself working in the movie, what one would it be? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. That one's by your boy, me. Oh, Nate oh, came man, up with that. That is one. a really good question. I Can I answer? Couple. I have yeah, I mean, I want, I want to hear, I want to hear Derek's, but I've already, I've already got my answer. I know what movie I would want to work on. I would have wanted to work on the original Dawn of the Dead because it seems like they had a blast making that movie. Yes. Yep. I would have wanted to work on the new Resident Evil movie, even though it wasn't good, just to be involved it. with it and to be to there work and on it. see yeah. that happening because it's my favorite game franchise. And it actually has involved. the creatures from the games. Yes. And it, <laughs> oh, they, does it? I haven't watched it yet. So, Dude, it, it does. It, but it's also 1-1 one, one scale of like RPD and the Spencer Mansion. Like, Oh, Capcom, really? Capcom gave blueprints of these things, digital blueprints to the film crew so they could build everything to scale of what it was in the games. That's so everything is accurate. Um, So that would have been amazing to see some of that stuff in person. Um, Man, I would have loved to be a part of the original Conan the Barbarian because I'm a big fan of Robert E. Howard. I'm a big fan of Conan and sword and sorcery in general. Uh, so to, to be a part of any of the Conan movies 
would be amazing. They're making a new Red Sonja movie this summer. Yes, they are. In Croatia, and I'm trying really hard to get on that. That is like a dream project for me. I own everything Red Sonja ever on on uh, in comic book form. Yep. So it's like I'm a huge fan, and to be involved with that in the future that's uh that's definitely high on my list well but, when the yeah, director listens when the director ones. listens to this episode we'll make give it give We're Derek make a call. sure yeah yes. <laughs> right. get the director up here and tell him like hey i i think that would be awesome i just don't know how well i'd work in a desert you know, it's going to be hot as shit and yeah, it's going to be miserable in the summer so it's going to be pretty toasty but that's you know what warm. i i i straight up i i started messaging some of the producers and like i will fly myself out there on my own oh, they're gonna love to you. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna care. love you. Just let oh. me be here. Yes, just give me somewhere to stay, and I will do it. I don't even care. Uh, yeah. Just because I want it that bad. So yeah, that'd be cool. There fingers crossed. Sometimes that's how it works. I'm gonna. I'll give my answer. I aliens. Oh, I dude, yes. would have loved to have been on set doing that movie around all those special effects all that prop sets yeah that would be incredible aliens i mean i, I would rather do that than predator because i'd have had to been in the jungle see i don't look at oh it's an awesome movie i want to see how it's done because i'd be like i don't want to go in the jungle so mm -hmm. i'm not going on predator but alien you know aliens not the first one because there's more aliens in this one more goo you know <laughs> that's like sound stages that's like sets that's like yeah. all this other the only thing i'm not going to be part of is bishop crawling his ass through that tunnel because again that's claustrophobic as hell oh yeah not doing Can't be that. having that mm -mm. No. that's my answer nate what about you bub you came up with the question what's your answer oh i just want to be one of the people that's partying the sexy sax man at lost boys <laughs> yes oh my <laughs> like god that's all i want <laughs> I, he just wants there for that scene he doesn't yeah, want to do the movie no. not even that. just that one scene that if one I, scene, <laughs> I want to be the oiler. You know, Nate's over there. It's like, all right, I got my hands lathered yeah. up. Let's go, Bubba. <laughs> you look a little you. dry. We're about to make cinematic history. I'm actually, I'm going to add two to my list just because I'm that guy. This is fun. But these are two movies that were big into the reason I got into film, and y'all are going to laugh. But my favorite movie of all time is The Lost World Jurassic Park. So to be involved with that would have been awesome. One. Come on, the second I mean, one is my favorite, and nothing I, wrong I, with that movie. I don't care. I wrote a novel explaining to a hardcore Jurassic Park fan why it's my favorite, and he replied with, "You know what? You're right. Respect." And then <laughs> stop giving me shit on it because he was like, "Oh, it's not that good." Then I sent him like a textbook on Instagram explaining why I love that movie, and he was like, "I get it." And the next one. Batman and Robin. Oh, seal! <laughs> because I'm telling you, the set design in that movie, the costumes, the props, the oh, the vehicles, that would have been nuts. That would have been amazing. You know, I don't even it, care. It gets a lot of shit, and you know, it's not a good Batman movie, but it's fun. By looking at it from that lens, and also if you if you finally just get in your brain, and the, our buddies over at Action Action did this one as their Christmas episode, mm -hmm. of where they're like, "Hey, it's not a Batman movie; it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mister Freeze movie," and it that's is, exactly yeah. what this movie is. <laughs> Everyone else is secondary, but you're right. The sets, how it was lit. It had flavors of Adam West. It had some of the darker stuff in it ever so slightly. And neon out the ass. Oh, uh, it is ridiculous. 
I can appreciate that movie. All we need to do is digitally remove the nipples. That's all we really need. No, to they do. need to be bigger. No, they need to they stay. Need yeah, bigger, I was say, more prominent. Huge. <laughs> I right, want we to that's cut. the only thing you see on the screen. Can we cut the bat butt then? I'll give you bigger nipples if we can just cut the bat butt scene. I don't know. You I'm know all about that's, butts. A, that's a fair trade. <laughs> I think yeah. it's fair. If I have to that's trade, sure. Trade. I think it's a fair. I'm leaving the, the Batman, you know, MasterCard. You know, don't leave the Batcave without it. You got to have that. Yep. You know, Alicia Silverstone, everything, everything else stays. We'll lose the bat butt scene. You guys can have bigger nipples that have I, little rockets I, that shoot out of them. That would be. I, I'm better. gonna. I have to give a call out real quick to my friend Doug, who's a Batman call super out. fan, and uh, because I used to tell him all the time, because he's also a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. I was always like, dude, yeah. I hate that the Ninja Turtles stole Cowabunga from Robin and Batman and Robin, and he would about swing on me because he's like, you know that turtles <laughs> did it first. I was like, dude. Robin said it first. Just let's get it, and that drives him insane when I say that. Yeah. Uh, so just shout out to Doug for putting I get up it. with my nonsense. Uh, <laughs> I, I would probably that. pick you up by your shirt too. You know, it's you. You both of you are little. I could carry one of you on each arm. <laughs> you know, but yeah, no, we can't. You can't mess with Ninja Turtles here. That's oh no no. That's that's no. that's my childhood right there. No, those are really good questions though. I, I thought it was great questions. Yeah, we've got two more to wrap this awesome. up. All right, let's let's, let's let's hit a let's uh, double barrel this. How are you going to survive a slasher? All of us go. Slasher is attacking you. How are you going to do it? This isn't fair because we talked about this during we our did, little conversation. But it's too good to pass and run right at him. So do you have enough time to drop trowel and run at him? I think just the motion of unbuttoning your pants and unzipping is going to make the killer pause for a second. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine work. in the new Scream movie if someone just got naked real quick. <laughs> hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I, Maybe I'm it'll throwing, be sooner. I don't know. I'm throwing something bodily fluid at him. I won't get graphic, but I, I, I will make <laughs> myself not be one. You know, he'll be like, ew. I want the killer to go, I'm going to cut your guts out. And I do something, and he goes, ew. Yeah, I'm turning this bad boy into a Gigi Allen concert. (laughs) That's what I'm doing. (laughs) So what I'm hearing, though, is all three of us are in agreements that we just want the killer to go, what is wrong with you? Yeah, we got to, like, weird the killer out enough to, like, leave us alone. That's it. He actually goes to therapy afterwards. (laughs) So I stab three people, victim number four. I, I turned myself in. My bad. Yeah. He whipped it out on us. I was not prepared for what I was. He bat winged me. It was oh, it was a total waiting situation. <laughs> we each do one. You get the bat wing, the goat, and then the Abraham Lincoln. So I think yeah. we're good. Oh God. <laughs> I almost feel bad for the killer at that point, but I'm just wondering who is prepared for the Abraham Lincoln because there's prep involved with that one. There is. <laughs> I'm telling you what, if someone has that, they they deserve to live at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. All right. Mate, what's the last one? Well, the last, the last one. one this is how you know if Derek is legit, if he's real, 100%, not a poser. Shrek 1 or Shrek 2? Oh, there we go, man. It's the ultimate we, we, question. We did this last week, but yes, yeah, Shrek 2. They're both great, but Shrek 2 is is like an absolute the, instant classic. It's only superior. correct answer. Yeah, it's superior. <laughs> Shrek it is. 2 is perfect, yeah. I love Shrek, but Shrek 2 oh, is yeah. 
it's the sequel that surpasses the original. It's like, like the Shrek T2 3. of Shrek. Shrek, two is, Shrek 3 is, is it follows Shrek 2. Of Predator 2. Better than the first in every way, and I will fight Predator oh, 2. Bro, <laughs> if I could high-five you right now, because between you and our buddy Sludge over at SludgeCast, Monster Movie Stomp Down, we all have a, heart, a, a, a special place in our heart for Predator 2. And yes. to me, like, I can't pick the better one, but please quit saying the second one sucks. I no, it does not suck. No. awesome. I love Predator There's so 2. much blood. Oh, my so God. So much blood. So Bill Paxton. Everything you could want is there. It's in an urban setting. So, again, what's more scarier? I'm not going in a jungle anytime soon, but that Predator can be chasing me from rooftops? No. I was no. on a podcast uh, last spring called a sequel to deja vu where they basically we review sequels uh good bad and everything in between yeah. oh, that's and awesome. my first episode ever was uh covering predator 2 because i told the host i was like predator 2 i think is better than the first she's like really and i was like yes and i kind of went on about it and he's like i need to have you on my show and we'll talk about it as an underappreciated sequel and the episode's almost two and a half hours long of just us <laughs> rambling on and on about predator 2 you but keep like, doing it. We're going to be two and a half hours long. Yeah, I can sit here dude, and go, the, <laughs> the weapons are superior. The kills are superior. Gary Busey is superior. The lore, the design of the Predator looks so good. It's just... it's All of them. You get more yeah, at the end. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. The Predator it's, healing it's itself in the movie. bathroom. The old lady oh. that's watching Jeopardy. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Come on. It's okay. I... I I'm with the cops. I don't think he gives a shit. Yes, like that. <laughs> love that line. She delivered that perfectly. So good. Oh, great movie. Oh, I love it. Uh, Nate, is that all of our Q and A's? That, that's all. All right, guys, as we close in on two hours, uh, we're going to do, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Our episodes nothing run. Wrong with that. Our episodes run what they run. You People know? know what to expect from us. It's, that's Rambles. It, man. Yeah. Rambles. That's, that's what we do here. So we want to thank Derek for coming on. We are going to help them plug this movie. It's late checkout. You can go on YouTube. You can find the trailer. Go on Indiegogo and pick a tier. You can go as little as just getting the digital download all the way up to Derek killing you. I mean, there's no wrong answer as long as you back it. We will have all of the uh, links and everything in the group on our Instagrams. When they share something, we're going to share it. So we are behind this movie 100%. Uh, Derek, am I leaving anything out here, brother? Nah, you man, that, your... that covers about all of it. You know, like like you said, uh, definitely donate if you can. Anything as small as uh, $10 to check out a digital download of the film all the way up to you know, dropping 300 bucks to die by my hands in the film. That's right. Uh, and we're going to discuss the blood. We'll, we'll figure a poster, out a, grab a signed print, grab oh, absolutely. a screen used mask. There's all kinds of options, but uh, you know, if, even if you can donate, just sharing the campaign and getting it out there, making sure it's seen, you know, that's free and it does so much for us as well. So it, uh, every little bit's appreciated. So even if you can't donate, sharing goes a long way and uh we we definitely appreciate that i'll echo that and honestly we'll just jump on that too that also helps with stuff like this share the podcast out amongst Absolutely. friends 
you doesn't cost anything. This interview is going to be out there for free. Share it with other horror lovers, indie lovers. Um, we're all on Instagram. Derek, do you, do you have like a lot of Instagram followers? Do you not you wanna... really? I mean, I have over a thousand, so it's like I'm not a cool kid. Uh, well, you want to plug yeah, your everyone, Instagram? Everyone is more than welcome to follow me on Instagram. It's just Derek must be destroyed. Um, I do like that name. I was, I was like, you know that what? Was I, cool. I can't awesome. take full credit for it because Nate might know this. Uh, the guitar player of the band Exhumed, his his. Uh, oh, how have I never put Harvey that together? Must be destroyed. I totally stole it from him. Ah, I swear to God. How look, did I know? nobody nobody would have known that. You could have totally owned no, it. I would have because like. I have you didn't that with Derek, like we <laughs> but you didn't together. We I follow yes, both I, of dude, them. I, I've seen Exhumed so many times. They've been one of my favorite bands for so long, and I I totally riff that from him. And I anytime I talk about my hashtag, uh, my uh, my tag on there, people are like, "Oh, that's cool." It's like it's not my original thing. Sorry, I just can't take credit for it. <laughs> I, I just know there there's a podcast out there called they must be destroyed so that's where i mind mine goes when i read yours but hey but it sounds hey, like an old school like 50s tag for like uh some totally giant a monster movie yeah, giant movie ants yeah that's yeah. that their promo is they have giant a dude aardvark. saying it like an old 50s they must be destroyed that's exactly what it they're, they're that's going amazing, for amazing and i love it, I love it. Wow, in the sands of new mexico I just yes, and that was just exactly. a free plug. Wasn't even planned on that, but there you go, guys. Like um, quest. That's it, brother. All right, uh, so as everybody knows, you can find us at the uh, Facebook group. Give me back my horror movies. Give me back my action movies. Both have uh, Instagram accounts. Nate's running the Give Me Back My Horror Movies Instagram. I'm running the Give Me Back My Action Movies Instagram. Uh, you can email us at gmbmampod at gmail.com. Send us a message. Tell us how much you love Derek, and we will pass that along to him. No weird pictures, though, because, you know, I don't, I don't want to be involved in that. But, uh, no, it's, it's a good time. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank Derek for taking the time to come out and uh, talk all kinds of awesome stuff, not of just course. the movie. Hopefully Josh is. Josh is like, I hope they talk about the movie soon, not just 2000s horror genre. Ah, we'll but, talk uh, about the movie more when it comes out. That's yes. it. But, we'll uh, do a review of it, like a commentary or something. Exactly. Dude, I think that would be awesome that we could do some more stuff when this movie comes out. Obviously, we're going to we're gonna cover it. We, we support anyone that we bring on for the shows, just like with uh, Witch House. Uh, Late Checkout is also going to be one of those movies that we help promote and get the word out there and get as many people as we can to watch it. So guys, I think we've covered everything. Are we good? I think we're good. We are so good. Thank you so much, Derek. I've been wanting to get him on since the inception of the podcast. He is not wrong. He, so, uh, he keeps going. I'm I know so someone happy to be here. Yeah. yeah. He, like I've known kept... Derek for a while now. I love him. He is a great human being. There's very rare times that I give someone that sticker but he is, and I just can't wait to see him again. It's been a long time. I was going to say, because yes. now you have stickers that you can give him now. So, you and I'm going to slap him all over his face. I'm gonna, I can't wait to slap that face. Put him on the card, <laughs> you know, put him on his boxes, put him on the dead bodies. 
We'll get our promos out there too. Josh will be like, "What is that?" Don't worry about yes. it. It's, it's just fine. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to cover my uh, my gear boxes and, and stickers. There All we the go, stickers. guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. And uh, Nate, you want to get us out of here with the good word? Groovy. Hail to the king, baby. Bloody Marvin.